Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm Becca Freeman. And I'm Grace Atwood. We had to start over because I almost said I'm Grace Atwood. I'm Becca Freeman. (laughs) Now everyone who's just tuning in is really confused about whose voice is whose. Yes, I'm Grace. Anyway, it is just us today. We were going to do an episode about salaries and negotiating, but then it's right after the 4th of July, and I was like, who cares about getting a promotion now? Everyone's like, how do I work as little as possible? Yes, exactly. So we'll have that for you probably in a month, but... we've No, we have two Just Us episodes in July, because there's five Oh, there's five Wednesdays. Weeks. Oh, okay. Cool. But... In the meantime, we did a mailbag episode, which I think is going to be really fun. Yeah, you guys asked a lot of questions. Yeah. I feel like usually we're interviewing guests, so now our audience is interviewing us, apparently. Yeah, this is fun. So let's do some highs and lows and then get into it. Let's do it. Becca, what was your high this week? Oh my god, my high is this four-day weekend. It's currently Saturday afternoon. I am feeling blissful, having four days we're both staying in Brooklyn. I have like very minimal plans. We went to Soho House for um, the fireworks for 4th of July, but otherwise I-, I haven't done much. Yeah. I have read two full books already. Oh my gosh. I've had more plans than you, so. Oh my God. It's been the best. I yeah. just have, and I also haven't felt any pressure to have to run errands or go do anything I don't want to do. I have just been such a blob in the best way. Oh, that's really nice. I feel really restored. I came down here and I was like, let's do something now. I'm ready to go out. Yeah. But I feel restored. What about you? Mine was um, just getting organized. So while you've been reading, I've been like getting my life slowly pieced back together. Um, Like little things like I have so many beauty products. I have this giant metal locker, um, which Becca knows about, but picture a giant metal locker filled to the broom where I, I was just shoving stuff in there like product samples and stuff and I organized the whole thing I um did that I cleaned all of my makeup brushes I cleaned all my beauty blenders like little things like that like I cleaned out my closet um so that felt really good the little things make a big difference they do and then also my friend Allie um who's one of my best friends and lives in Ireland and has three boys so I don't really get to see her very much um, she's in town, so I got to have dinner with her last night, which was so nice. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. What about Lowe's? So remember at the beginning of the year when you were like, I feel like bad about myself because I feel like I've gained weight, and but then I also feel bad because it feels anti-feminist to like want to lose weight. I feel like that all the time. I feel very – I do not feel very body positive, and I f- – feel guilty about that same as like levels of guilt so I definitely gained weight going on tour and I'm like in a better place with workouts and like feeling a little better but I also feel like my face is breaking out and I just feel really gross and like it's not a good feeling to feel fat and gross you have a good skin glow right now you do have one pimple I will vouch for that yeah it's a monster but otherwise your skin looks really good no it's well it's because I just did Tracy Anderson so guys I'm currently sitting in a bathrobe Tracy Anderson like you sweat through your whole outfit but we had like I had like five minutes to get ready so I just threw on a bathrobe over like I'm just it's all sweat it's very fancy over here it's it's real fancy very different from fashion blogging (laughs) So I don't know. I just don't feel great about myself. And then I have this double layer of guilt being like, well, why do you care so much? You're so vain. So it's like when you already feel bad and then you feel bad about feeling bad. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely empathize with that. Yeah. What about you? Um, As you may be able to tell from my voice, I have a cold. 
Please don't leave a review about Becca's cold. Um, I started feeling like I was getting sick on Wednesday night just as like the long weekend was starting. And it's not bad. I'm not bedridden. I'm not like actively sick, but I just have this stuffy nose and I'm like very snotty. So I was like, oh, bummer. My perfect four day weekend is perfect except for my cold. Yeah. I was really bummed. I was supposed to go hang out with Hitha today and meet her new baby, but I can't because I don't want to bring my germs over her house. Yeah. Yeah, you so, can't have that. But now you're going to come out with me and Dara and Ashley and Raina. Yeah, I'm going to go make some bad decisions. Yeah, we're going to go day drink once I take a shower. Oh, me too. I definitely need to shower. And cover this pimple. I definitely need to shower. Yeah. So before we get into these questions, I think we need to just take a minute. Yes. A minute of desperation. Guys, if you haven't left us a review and you're not following us, us on Instagram and you haven't told every single one of your friends about us, what are you even doing? Yeah, the real fans are leaving reviews and following us on Instagram. And telling their friends. Do that. Do it. Also, we we have, have a really good giveaway up on our Instagram right now. So mm, if you would so like good. to win a copy of Three Women, which is our book for August, go to our Instagram and make sure you follow us and leave us a review. There's even an incentive. Yes. We're giving you free books. So go do that. Yes. How many copies do we have? 50. 50. That's amazing. That's a lot of copies. Yeah. Yeah. So come give us a review and we'll maybe give you something if you win. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's get into the questions. So the question we got most, because we all, we put calls out on my Instagram, Becca's Instagram, and Bad on Paper, was the first question, and this is funny, was dating. Everyone was like, how is dating going? Tell us what's going on in your dating lives. We know you don't like to talk about it, but we love hearing about it. You guys, we've been on tour the past month. Do you think that we've had time to go on dates? You went on a date. I did. I went on a good date, and I liked him, but um, it fell into that thing, and this is a big pet peeve of mine because – I feel like men in New York are all juggling like 50 girls and like he would text me once a day and then like ask a question. I would answer the question and ask him a question. One day later, he would answer the question back. It's like he has an alarm on his yeah. phone and he's like, time respond to-, to the harem. Yeah, time to text my hose. <laughs> I have no idea. We went out once. So like maybe he's just really busy. But that's the impression I got. And I was like, you know, what? I'm not going to text him back anymore. I can't do the w- one. Que- that's like not a way to have a conversation. You're like going to so, get like infuriated and bored before you actually yeah. go on a second. So date. I was like, I'm too bored by this. No more. I've been. So this is Grace. Well, you know that. But um, I've been on the apps and like I've been paying more attention to them. But I really like there's not much going on in that realm. And I. I'd like there to be. I'm home for most of July. So I'm like, plan- I'm trying to put the effort in, but um, no one's really here. And I haven't been here. So I love, we never get dating questions and they all were like pouring in like while we were on tour. I was like, we don't have time to date. Yeah. Well, so I was supposed to go on a date this weekend, but I'm <coughs> snotty. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, well, I didn't commit to it and I'm like postponing it until I'm less snotty. Did you tell him you were snotty? Yeah, I said that I'm like have this like cold sore throat thing. So you didn't describe yourself as snotty though. No, 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 That's no. That's what I was curious about. No, I said that I have like a cold sore throat thing and I was like maybe on Sunday depending on how I feel. Yeah. Um, and I just feel kind of gross right now and I can't really breathe so I'm not very I'm not my sexiest. Yeah. Um. So instead I'm going to voice myself on you and Raina and Ashley. But Great. Um. That's about the extent of my dating life. I'm on Hinge. 
I just changed my profile photo. You have a great photo. Mm-hmm. We I'm, have the best photographer in Nashville. I'm feeling more committed than I felt in a while to swiping, which is yeah. good. I think one thing that frustrates me that people who are in a relationship or married do not understand is that they think that dating is really, really fun. Yeah. And dating somebody who you like is really really fun but the process of finding that person is like really demoralizing on the apps like yeah you have to spend so much time swiping a lot of times you go on dates and within five minutes you're like wow i really don't like this person so everyone's like oh it's so fun and like you know you all the grass is always greener so everyone's like oh what's going on and you're like it's a hellscape out there and like i've been away and haven't wanted to spend the limited number of days that I have at home on dates with like weirdo strangers. Yeah. Like I haven't seen my sister and her baby in a month. Like that's a higher priority than meeting a stranger who maybe, maybe will text me once a day. (laughs) (laughs) That is so annoying. Like what is that? And it's the thing is that if it was on the app, I would get that, but it's on text. Yeah. It's it's not like you don't just check your phone once a day. Yeah. You look at your phone constantly. And like we always make excuses for guys like, oh, maybe he's busy. He's traveling. Like I get it, but like that's just weird. Yeah. It's and a lot of guys do it. And I really think it's because they're like, oh, it's 5 p.m. It's time to text my harem. Yeah. So (laughs) dating's not going. It's not great. It's not great. Mm -mm. That's why we're not a dating podcast. Yeah. If you if you like dating, listen to You Up or Girls Gotta Eat. Those are our friends. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. So the next question was, once you reach a goal in your career, how do you avoid feeling complacent? I put this on here. I picked this question because I thought it was really interesting because I think, first of all, you always need to have a next goal. Yeah. When I get to one goal, I'm just like, well, that's great. And then I'm like, okay, let's get to the next thing. Yeah. I feel like if anything, I don't take enough time to celebrate. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm okay, like well, okay, cool. I'll we'll hit next. that next one. Um, but one thing I wanted to We'd talk really about- like to have 2000 podcast reviews, guys, speaking of goals. So if you want to get us there, we'll then ignore that and be on to the next. Yeah. Thing. We'll then be like, well, why don't we have 3000? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think one thing that I have experienced in the past six months maybe is becoming less career goal linear path oriented my words aren't working either Mm. so I feel like for the longest time it was like okay here's this ladder and it's like the next thing the next thing the next thing and now I feel like I'm with the podcast and like with freelancing I'm kind of just like you know I really don't know and I think that's kind of nice and coming from somebody who is pretty type a i think like letting yourself be complacent is also not the worst thing yeah as long as it's not forever like as long as you're not like okay did that thing for the next 40 years it's like that's all i'm doing yeah i feel that way with my blog like i'm always so like i haven't even pulled my analytics for july and usually that's the first thing i do on the first day of the month I I feel like I've had to put that a little bit on the back burner because we had the live shows and everything else and like be a little bit less um, psychotic about it. Like usually I have a post up every day. I took two days off for the fourth. But yeah, I feel like not being always on to the next thing isn't awful. Yeah. No, I think that it's it's good. It's probably something you and I could both get better at. And it leaves room for like organic opportunity. Like I think yes. being complacent where not necessarily knowing where the next goal is or like what the next step is going to be isn't a bad thing. Um, but you obviously don't want to be just like 
bored yeah and lazy so as long as you feel energized like i feel like the podcast in a lot of ways like i don't know what's next per se yeah but like i'm excited and i love making it yeah it's really fun i think that that's the way i mean my career in particular has just been like oh i'm gonna do this thing and then something else happens and then i get into something else and i I just kind of go with it Mm -hmm. i think being open to those opportunities is important yeah i would agree what about this one? Would you ever move back to Boston? No. <laughs> Sorry, I love Boston and I love going back and visiting, but it's not for me. I don't like sports. Like that's reason enough not to move back. <laughs> what about you? Um, I actually thought about it really seriously a couple of years ago when I was getting ready to leave Lola. I knew that I... Um, I was not happy with this plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, you thought about moving to Charleston. So yeah, like, yeah, don't don't play the victim here. I know. Um, yeah, when I was thinking about leaving Lola, I really didn't know what I wanted to do next. And a lot of my best friends are in Boston. And I kind of thought about it um, before we started the podcast. And I feel like the podcast has re-energized me into wanting to stay in New York so we can do this together. But then also, now that I have this great new apartment, I'm never leaving. Yeah, never. I'm going to die in that apartment. Yeah, I'm never leaving in my, my 80s. apartment. You'll have to like pull my cold, dead body from my king-size bed. Yeah. So, <laughs> I but I did. I thought about it. I yeah. don't know. I think um, you have a lot of friends. I so I have like a few f- friends there still, but you have like a. I mean, I have a lot of friends, but I have like a few good friends there. Yeah, you have a lot of good friends. I there. do. If I, if I were to move, well, I say this now, but who knows? If I were to move anywhere in the United States, I feel like Boston would be the next likely option. But I would also like to move somewhere where there's no winter. But there's no good cities that I would want to move to. Yeah. That have temperate weather that's not too hot. Yeah, yeah. What a Goldilocks. I know. I don't, I, since moving to Brooklyn, I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, I was totally over Manhattan. I was like, I need to get out of here. I was like thinking about saving up and buying a place in Charleston. And that, then I was like, you know, I, I'll happily just rent forever my, yeah, my but beautiful now you, apartment. Now you conned your parents into moving to Charleston. So yeah, I have go. a house in Charleston. Yeah, now. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, they're a little far from downtown, but I, it's I still uberable. I know it's uberable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. This question I got so many times. Oh my God. People <laughs> keep asking, will I give, will I do a home tour of my apartment when I finish decorating it? This is the, the, um, the problem of hosting a podcast with an influencer. Cause they're like, well, Becca, Grace is doing it. Why isn't Becca? Um, the answer is I will show you photos of my apartment. I will show you what I want to show you. Yeah. I I feel a little um pulled at. I don't know what the right word is. Like I feel like everyone Becca's feels like not they a blogger, are, guys. Like she doesn't need to do a home tour. I feel like everyone feels like they are owed. Um yeah, I, I'll share photos of the apartment. I'm not gonna like start a blog and do a video of of here's my apartment. <laughs> um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like I that's what I did, but no, there's it's nothing my wrong business. with that, but I mean, it feels weird from a privacy perspective. So I'm I'm feeling on the fence about it. Yeah, I I definitely want to share photos. Um, the other thing is that it's not done. Everyone like I get this like from yeah. two weeks after I moved in, everyone was like, "Will you share my photos? Will you share my photos?" Um, it's not done. It's not going to be done till the end of the summer. I'm still waiting on a lot of things yeah. and um some backordered things, some custom things like finishing touches like it's not gonna be done for a while yeah so everyone relax relax about her apartment i will share some photos 
Maybe I'll do a blog post about when your it's apartment. Finished. No, you Just won't. kidding. I will not do that. Yeah, I'm. I would never do that to you. I'm feeling my way into this weird world where people like want to see my apartment. Yeah, it's weird. So I mean, I'm used to it, but but I felt like I needed to say something because we I got like ten questions about it. So strange. Yeah, there's so many. I'm great, flattered. Yeah, but there's it's like there's it's like when people ask me for what it, like. When people ask me for what advice, like, well, even for dating advice, I'm like, there are so many great places to get that advice. You don't need mine. Chris, what are you saying about my my apartment? You have a great rude. apartment. That's not what You're I meant. Rude. That's not what I meant. Her apartment is great, but yeah. Um, on to the next question. Grace, do you have any travel or airport rituals? Oh, what do you mean besides getting to the airport three hours early and being first on the plane? Tell us about your your anxieties. No, I just I've missed a lot of flights this year. Like I missed my flight to Costa Rica, which resulted in missing my connecting flight. And then I had to drive five hours through the mountains like, well, I didn't drive, but a girl that was on the trip drove. And when you have like these things happen to you, you just get very, very affected. At least for me, I've been very affected by like the bad things that have happened while traveling. So what is your airport routine? I like to get there like a solid like hour and a half in advance. I like to line up. Well, so I don't like to check a bag ever. Like I hate checking a bag. So I have my little suitcase, but I don't want to gate check it. So I try to be like the first one like in my zone on. Grace, do you ever cheat and pretend you're in a, a higher zone? Sometimes I do. Only like one. Like if it's their boarding zone four and I'm zone five, I'll like I'll go in. Because then I could be like, oh, I thought you were going to call zone five next. I'm not like trying to get in with like business class if I'm flying coach. Like I'm not that bad. But I will cheat a little bit. I just really don't ever want to. I hate gate ch- checking a, a bag. I mean, I make fun of you because it, I think it's hilarious. But I think that. People are probably pretty pretty evenly split between being very uptight travelers and very yeah. very like relaxed. I used travelers. to be a lot more relaxed, and then I've missed like three different flights like over the past couple of years, and I'm like, no, now I'm going to be an uptight traveler. Any other airport rituals? Anything you any things you buy? Duncan, I always get a big I always get a big water, but I'm not doing that anymore. I've started taking my swell bottle and filling it because I'm trying to not use so much plastic. What about so, on the snack front? On the snack front, I like to have gum. And I mean, if I'm like, like right now, I'm, I have to be on a health kick, like nothing fits. I, um, like, I love combos. This is why I've gotten. I've, combos is like such a retro snack. I love them. The fake what kind? cheese. The cheese and crackers ones or the oh, cheese wow. and pretzels ones. Um, or like Sour Patch Kids. Um, this is why I've gained weight because I've been on five planes and when I travel, I'm like, calories don't count. No, calories don't count in the airport. Um, so yeah, but it's always a co- iced coffee, always a banana, always water. And then snacks, I like try not to, but I was very upset on the way to Charleston because I got a chicken Caesar wrap and didn't look at the inside of it. It's a chicken Caesar salad wrap. It was just chicken and like Caesar dressing. There was no lettuce or vegetables. Mm. And that was very upsetting to me. Mm. I like to get a healthy snack usually. Yeah. What about you? I am a more relaxed traveler. I do like to get there. She likes to stroll through the airport and get frozen yogurt when you have a 30 minute connection. To be clear, 
I did not get frozen yogurt out of deference to you. We were four terminals away. The only TCBY that I know about is in the Charlotte airport, and I really wanted TCBY. Yes, we had 30 minutes to get our connecting flight. You want to know who got there before it was boarding? Us. Yes. Two minutes. Could have gotten my frozen yogurt. Anyway. Two minutes. I am a more relaxed traveler. I do like to get there about an hour and a half before my flight because especially at JFK, the lines can be like really crazy at security. Um, Always get a nice coffee. I always get a big water, the biggest water I could find. Yeah. Well, now I have my big swell. You should get the big swell. I should. Yeah. Let's get the biggest water I can find. Um, on the snack front, um, I try to eat like a meal at the airport if I'm hungry as opposed to just snacking because then I yeah. get weird things. I do like um, those dried apples that oh, they have, those. the peeled ones. They're so expensive. They're, so They're always good. like $7. But I know. I, Why are they so expensive? I don't know. But I always, I'll get those if I want a snack. Otherwise, I'll try to like actually get a meal Yeah, and try to eat something that's like substantial and going to fill me up rather than like snacking on crap yeah um i do love when you're at like a random airport and they have a chili's always stop at chili's if there is one yeah um i don't know i don't have any like fun rituals i used to always buy um i get really upset if there's not a duncan in the airport yeah i used to always buy um us magazine or like trash gossip magazines to travel but now i feel like it's just infiltrated the internet that i'm like oh i don't really need the magazine to know yeah and the magazines are always more expensive in the airport yeah. Yeah. Mine's just really water, coffee, gum, banana. Yeah. Yeah. I do try and eat a meal too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I loved this question. Do you have one for this? No. What is an embarrassing thing that you didn't know until recently? So I put this, this is amazing. I put this in here because I recently found out. Um, so I thought until I was 30 that. You had to write your checks in cursive. <laughs> and I I just thought that that's how yeah. you had to write them, that you had to write the amount of money in cursive or you couldn't cash in. So that's what I had always done. That's amazing. And then I saw somebody writing a check and it wasn't in cursive. And I was like, what are you doing? And they were like, what do you mean? And I found out th- I didn't believe them at first. Um, but yeah, I thought you had to write checks in cursive, which is not the case. Yeah. I hope somebody writes back and is like, I didn't know that either, but I think it might just be me. Oh, wait, I do know. A, I do have an embarrassing thing. What? Um, Beauty blender. I did not know that you're supposed to use it wet. Oh, yeah, you are. Yeah. I, um, I, I had a meeting with them and she gave me some new sponges, which was great. But she was talking about it and... She was like, yeah, education is so important to us. We want to make sure everyone knows, like, these things. And I was like, I didn't know these things. Like, so we, that actually helps it um, make your foundation last much longer because it's not absorbing all of the all the product. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of embarrassing. I don't think that's embarrassing. I bet a lot of people don't know that. But oh. I did know that one. Yeah. Um, here's a question for you. If you won $1,000 right now, what would you do with it? I would buy another cat. No, just kidding. I would adopt a cat if I got another one. Um, What would I do? I would probably put it towards buying a new piece of art. I really want a neon sign for my apartment or another Hunt Slonim piece. Um, And so $1,000 sadly wouldn't cover that, but... It would, I'd put like, make a little separate bank account, which I'm going to do anyway for like an art fund because I, I really do love 
Like that's the big thing. Like I have enough bags and shoes and clothes. Like right now, if I'm buying something, it's going to be a piece of art. Okay. Yeah. If I had, if somebody gave me a thousand dollars right now, I mean, realistically, what I should do it is buy something for my apartment with it because I'm just spending money like water. Yeah. But if I were going to spend it frivolously, there is an Ula Johnson dress that I really want that is $600, which is a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. And I have like three tabs open with it right now. Can you just rent it on Rent the Runway? It's not on the Rent the Runway. Oh. I have three tabs open right now of like, I'm I'm stocking it to see if it goes on sale. You know, you can do shop style alerts. You can get sale alerts. I didn't know that. You you should sign up. Okay. So maybe I would buy that. Yeah. Or just like pay off some of my credit card yeah yeah i don't know i yeah i'd save mine until i could buy something nice okay yeah what about best places for a facial or a haircut in nyc um okay i have haircut ones i don't have facial recommendations although i want yours because i think i need a facial so haircut i like two places so first is this place called fringe which is in the lower east side and i think they might also have a location in williamsburg okay um, and then the second is Spoken Wheel, which is in Soho. Um, and I, I like there, too. What are your recommendations? So for hair, I do everything at Frederick Fakai. I love them. I work with them. I go to Lucy for my haircut, and I'm obsessed with her. She just, like, gets it right. Like, people will have – I get a, like, I got a few DMs this week being like, what do you – what photo do you take to your hairstylist to, like, get what you want? I'm like, I don't. I'm like – do what you think looks best. You know my texture. You know my style. Like, I'm trying to make, like, let it grow a little longer for summer. But she just gets it. Like, she is really intuitive and knows what's going to look best. Um, for facial, I have two recommendations. So the kind of facials I like are either something that's, like, really firming and going to, like, tighten up your face, like, before a big event. Or I want something that's going to get my skin really, really, like, deep cleaned. So for, like, a deep clean, I go to Christine Chin and... The hashtag for Christine Chin is Mean Christine because she, I mean, they're mean to you. Like, they get, they, like, go in and they get, like, anything bad out of your face. Now, where is she? Is she at a salon or is it just her? It's called Christine Chin. It's in Soho. I go to Coco. I don't go to Christine herself. Christine herself is, like, really expensive. Coco, I believe it's $300. And I think that I try and go to her twice a year and, like, she gets all, like, you're very red for, like, a full day afterwards. But then you look like a poreless angel for, like, a good couple weeks. I'm interested in that. Yeah. It's it's not great. But it gets all – It's I like it especially after the summer because I don't know about you, but my skin, like, with sunscreen, it just, oh, like yeah. – it gets your, gross. Your, like, pores are, like, permaclogged. Por- yeah. So it's really great at the end of summer. I'm going next week, actually, which will be great. Um, and then I like – um something that's like firming and like gonna um kind of plump up your skin i had a a facial with joanna check and that was incredible but she's all over the place she's in la sometimes she's here so something similar is face gym the 300 dollars facial that they have it like it only the results only last a few days but it tightens and lifts everything and you look so good afterwards so you do it like before a big yeah thing where you're going to be photographed and just i'm like dropping these 300 dollars things christine chin twice a year face gym like i don't do it very often but when i do it's so noticeable can i this is not a facial but um 
there's this mask that you can get at Sephora. It's called Reloxin. I got you into that. You did get me into this. It's called Reloxin. It's really Relaxin weird. Lift. It's a powder and you like squeeze it and then it becomes a cream mm-hmm. and you put it on your face and it's like a one night facelift. It's a one night facelift. It t- You have to make sure you get it on your jawline too. Yeah. You put it on and like for until you wash your face, you... It kind of is like Botox. Yeah. It makes your face feel super weird. It doesn't feel great. It feels like you like let Elmer's glue dry on your face yeah. kind of, but you look great. You look amazing. So if you don't want a $300 facial. I always pack that if I'm like going to a wedding or something. I actually don't have any at home anymore. I have I need some. to get some. I'm not sharing. Sorry. No, I'll, I'm going <laughs> to order some. Um, um, so that's a good like. Yeah. Because I, I don't know that I would pay for the deep clean facial. Yeah. I don't know that I would pay for the one night no it's like big event facial yeah so let's take a quick break from questions to talk about one of our sponsors yes let's do it i'm excited about this one so today we have a new sponsor called nicely noted so nicely noted is a letterpress stationary subscription service and every month they send you a delivery of curated letterpress cards with beautiful u.s mail stamps to make it easy to send handwritten cards So you might have seen them featured in Real Simple, Oprah Magazine, or on the Today Show. So their hope is that the convenience of having the perfect card on hand inspires more people to take a moment offline and share the joy of sending and receiving handwritten notes. I love this concept. So my mom was a prolific card sender. I remember she had a box of cards just for every occasion. She would always send cards for holidays and people's birthdays. And My mom's like that, too. uh, it's, it's so nice. And I always say I want to send more cards, but then I never have any handy. So in my first month, I got a birthday card and then I got two really cute just because cards. So friends, keep your eyes on your mailboxes. I have three cards to send. It is so nice to get like good mail from a friend, just like oh, a totally. handwritten card. It feels so personal. It's just like, I mean, all I get really is like bills and junk mail. So are you vying for one of my cards? Yes, I would like it. Just stick it in my mailbox since I live downstairs from you. Maybe. You'll, yeah. We'll see. I yeah. only have three. So it's a subscription service and subscriptions start at $20 a month. But because you're a listener, you can get half off your first month. So go to NicelyNoted.com and use promo code BOP10. So again, 50% off your first month of your subscription at NicelyNoted.com with code BOP10. This would be also such a good gift to give someone. Maybe I'll get it for my mom. Oh, she would love that. I feel like I get all of our sponsors things for my parents. The the cards are really cute. Yeah, they're really cute. Yeah. Well, Denise, I hope you send me a card if Grace gets this for you. <laughs> you know who's great at sending cards, by the way, is Jean Lynn Mason. That's totally unsurprising. She sends cards for everything. That's Grace's aunt. Yeah. So my aunt, like I sent her a box. I always send her books that I've read that I think she'll like and beauty products. And then I get like a beautiful thank you card in the mail. I'm like, Jean, you didn't have to do that, but thank you. Oh, all my good mail comes from my mom and my aunt. Let's let's do some other questions. Yes. So now we have... A few questions about reading. Yes. Grace, I think this one's to you because I have no recommendations. What are your favorite thrillers for summer reading? Okay. Let me think about this. So I'm looking at my reading list because I honestly like... Like just what are your top five thrillers? I mean, I would say... I really loved My Lovely Wife. That was a fun one, which we, we read that on vacation with Kate. 
Um, you I, say we. We, I. I didn't read it. I would say anything by Riley Sager. I just got her new book. I haven't read it yet, so I don't know how it is, but I loved Final Girls. That was amazing. And I loved her other book, too. Um, I would say, ooh, what else? Verity. Verity is, it's going to like really scar you, but it's amazing. Um, I loved um, The Woman Inside. That was a real good one. Um, that's by E.G. Scott. I loved The Banker's Wife. Um, oh, The Other Woman was great. They, see, they all have they woman all or wife. Yeah. Um, and oh, The Other Riley Sager book that I loved was called The Last Time I Lied. And I loved it. I think I like that, that even more one, than right. Yeah, that was I like that even more than Final Girls. I was mixing up the titles. Okay, the last time I lied. Um, what else do I have to say? I think that's going to get people. Is that started. good? I think that's oh, the Good Liar by Catherine McKenzie, and she has a new book out that I haven't read yet. I loved that. Ooh, yeah, yeah. And the switching gears, someone asked, "What are your favorite less known YA novels?" I don't have any. Um. Okay. I. I think some of these are less known. So one, two series that are a little bit older. So one is the Conspiracy of Us series. Grace, have you read that yet? No. I'm so mad at you. I've been trying to get you to read that for like five years. The thing I've learned about doing this podcast is I don't like YA. So you would like this one. So the Conspiracy of Us, is it's a trilogy. And it's basically like teens and the Illuminati. Yeah. It's like, um, what was that Dan Brown book? Um the Da Vinci Code. Yes. It's like the Da Vinci Code for teens. Oh, I would like that. Yeah, it's really good. They're very rich. They're very unsupervised. Okay. That sounds like something I would like. Yeah. So um, the Conspiracy of Us series, like, I don't know that I've met many people who have read that one. So I think that's lesser known. Wait, can I recommend something? The Paper Princess trilogy. I don't think people know about that. I don't think people know about that either, but I don't it's know that trash. I want to go on record recommending it's it. It's such trash. It's so good. It, do you want to tell? It's about what it a stripper is? who gets rescued by her adopted by her her father's best friend, and the father's dead, and she goes to live with three boys. And just imagine what happens. Yeah, it's it's a trilogy. It's so way fun. sexier than you would expect for a teen book. Yeah, I still want us to do an episode about it. Yeah, it's trash. I you got find, me to read it. I I want to find a funny guest to come on and like rip it apart. With All us. I wanted was Jared Fried to come on and do he that with do us. It. And Jared Fried was like, "I don't read." Sorry. Yeah, we tried. <laughs> we tried really hard. Okay, wait. So then, two other recommendations. So one is the Chrono series. Did you ever read that? Mm-mm. Um. So it's about time travel. Okay. And I'm really into anything time travel related. Okay. And um. It's kind of told between now and then, like, I think it's like the 1800s or early 1900s. Um, like, what was the World Fair? Early 1900s? Um, it was, yeah, it was like in the 1920s. Because that's when, um, that was also Devil in the White City was yeah. written about that. Um, so the Kronos books are really good. I I don't remember the plot line well enough, but I feel like that was something. They're probably like seven years old at this point. Very good, though. Um, and then one that I loved earlier this year, which I think was like kind of a thing, but not as big of a th- I never hear people talking about it. Did you read All These Beautiful Strangers? Yes, I loved that. Loved that. Mm-hmm. So it's about this girl who goes to boarding school and is trying to solve her mother's disappearance. Mm-hmm. And um, rich, unsupervised teenagers, a little bit of a thriller. I blew through that in a day. 
And I don't feel like it was super popular. Yeah. So those are some to to try. What about this? So I feel like we get this question all the time. And I know we've answered it at live shows. But I don't know if we've answered it on the podcast. So somebody asked, how do you make time for reading and avoid the pull of social media and other distractions? I do it before bed mostly. And I also like reading is my self-care. So like my favorite thing is a Sunday where I don't have to look at my phone because I'm on my phone for work. Like I don't, I'm at a point where like I don't always think social media is fun and I don't like want to do it, but I have to do it. So I like nothing, nothing makes me happier than like phone in the bedroom laying out on the couch with like a big mug of coffee and like maybe a bagel. And again, like I can't have bagels for a little while. And then um, reading for like five hours. I know. I feel like okay, like reading and then napping and then reading and then napping. I feel we like we also don't have kids. We don't have kids. That's a big one. So I feel like I have two reading times. So one is anytime I'm traveling, waiting at the airport on a plane. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of reading done there. And then the and on a plane, you don't have social media. Yes. Because usually there's not good internet. Um, and then the second is like, I I actually don't do a ton of reading during the week necessarily. I'll, yeah. I'll keep reading something if I've started something and I'm really into it. But I will rarely start a book during the week. I like to read where like I'm planning to finish a book in a day. Yeah. So like, that's my plan. Like my whole plan is to like sit down and read a book. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't read before bed. I don't like I'm not a good like I'm just going to read two chapters like. Oh, I love to. Read I want to read bed. for five hours. Yeah. I mean, I want to read for five hours, too. But yeah. Yeah. I also probably I don't watch as much TV as other people, I think. Yeah. So the next question was this one is funny to me because they clearly don't read my blog. Um, you don't have to read my blog. It's fine. They wrote, do you organize your reading life at all? Do you journal about your favorite books um, or use Goodreads? I use Goodreads. So I use Goodreads, which is, if you don't know, it's like a social media site for books to save books that I want to read. And then I'll give star ratings to the books that I've read. Yeah. I do a monthly reading list on my blog. Um, and I also have a reading page. It's the stripe.com slash reads. And um, I put all of my books there. And I'm going to be really transparent about this. If I use Goodreads, everyone's always like, why aren't you on Goodreads? I don't make any money. This is my livelihood. So I have this page. And every book is an affiliate link. I mean, I make like a dollar off of each book. But like, it adds up. So um, I have that. And I'm not going to ever use Goodreads unless they pay me. Okay. <laughs> that sounds kind of harsh, but no, it but would cannibalize my income. Noted. There are places yeah. on the internet where you can yeah. look at all the books that both of us have read. Yeah. So go to thestripe.com slash read. It's amazing. My developer made it for me. You can even filter by genre. Do you want to talk about the podcast? <laughs> yes. We got a lot of questions about a the podcast. A lot of podcast questions. People want to know how the sausage is made. Yeah. That sounds creepy. Yeah, it, it does. Um, Grace, what are the top things you've learned since starting the pod? I have learned to better enunciate my words. Um, no, I've learned, I think one of the funny things I learned is that I don't really like YA as much as I thought. I totally thought that I, um, 
was like such a YA reader. And I realized it's not. It's only like the thrillers and the books about rich, unsupervised teens that I like. Have you read Wilder Girls yet? No. It's not about rich teens, but it's um, unsupervised teens. Oh, okay. I would probably like that. I also learned that um, that I like being on stage. Yeah. Never thought that I would ever say that. Like, I always would, I, Becca and I have both done quite a bit of public speaking for our jobs. And like, it, I'm fine at it. I'll do it because I, I know it's important. I don't get excited about it. I like being on stage when it's like people are drinking and our point is to entertain you. That was, that's surprising so, to me too. Yeah. Um, let me see. What are the top things I've learned? So a funny one is that I, Similar to your YA thing, I thought that we had the same taste in books, and we don't. We don't, yeah. There, in we the Venn diagram, there is an overlap There's section. There's a pretty big overlap. But there's a lot of books that I love that Grace would never want to read. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm more attuned to that now. Yeah. Where, like, sometimes we'll both want to read something, and I'll read it, and I'll be like, no, you would hate this. Don't read it. Yeah, like, we, bo- we both got sent, like, a couple of the same books, and, like, I won't say what they are, but she was like, don't read it. You're going to hate it. Yeah. So... I've learned that we have very different reading tastes. Um, I've also learned one thing that I've been really surprised about is I used to think our episode shouldn't be longer than an hour because I was like, it's too long. People won't listen. And it's really been surprising to me, like, how excited people are for more content. Yeah. Which is great. I just, I was like, I can't believe that anyone will listen to us talk for more than an hour. Yes. That one was surprising to me. Yeah. And then people will come see us at a, do a show. Mm-hmm. I know that's. I'm still, still crazy. not over that. Oh, my family thinks it is the funniest thing. Like they're like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't pay twenty dollars for your meet and greet." I'm like, "All right, calm down. Like, calm down." They like to tease. Um. So, do you think this person asked, "Do you guys hang out more or less now that you have the podcast together?" Definitely more. Definitely more. I think so. We've always been good friends grace has always been like among my best friends in new york um we used to work together so we saw each other every day but then once we stopped working together and especially once you moved to brooklyn i feel like i would see you we were like once a month friends more than that yeah maybe more than that but you're just busy you know like between travel and like work it's just like it's hard to get together like not that i wouldn't want to see you more but just like it's hard to see friends regularly. Yes, it is. Now I see Grace basically every day. Yes, basically every day. And she is my platonic life partner. Mm-hmm. We have a bank account together. Yeah. We, I see her all the time. I also feel like we text way more. Yes. Like if I go three hours without hearing from Grace, I'm like, what's wrong? Yeah. Yeah. It's because I'm reading on the couch with my phone in the bedroom. Seriously. That's usually what it is. Yeah. We hang out way more. Way more. But I feel like we we got a lot of questions and I felt like people were like looking for cracks in our foundation. Oh my it was God, weird. I, um, I think that we mesh really well as as business partners and like yeah. seeing each other more is a good thing. Not like I'm like, oh God, I'm, I'm so, so sick tired. of Grace. Yeah. So. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was funny. Yeah. Everyone wants like some dirt or gossip. I know. Our secret hate. But I think it's interesting because if like. I say like a word wrong or something like, oh, did you get pick up on that tone where Grace was mean to Becca or Becca was mean to Grace? And I'm like, that's just like how we talk to each other. Like I, I you were you said your love language is like being sarcastic. or well, Oh, yeah. My love language is light bullying. Yeah. So I just find it funny. Like people really like 
I like to dramatize things. And I'm like, no, there, that was nothing. Yeah, no, that's fine. So someone wrote, is it hard to host the live shows in short dresses? Would have thought that longer would be safer. So this made me laugh a lot because I'm actually quite strategic in my outfit choices. Like arms photograph so funny. So when we're on stage, like we have no control over like what images are being taken. There are people below you taking pictures. There's people to the sides. Like my strategy is cover my arms and show off my legs because I like my legs and I like my arms, but arms can look really funny when they're not covered just with photos. So that's why. And I'm just thinking of a long dress with like long sleeves and like that would just be too much fabric. I wore a long dress to our New York show. Yes, you did. And that was fine. Yeah. But it was also colder out. But I think that the photos of you in the short dresses look better. Thanks. Yeah. Um, No, I don't disagree. I think it's a good strategy. I will say in Boston specifically, you can almost see my vagina in a lot of the photos. I, uh, in Boston, you can see my cellulite on the top of my thigh. And I was like, oh, well, we're just going to yeah. show that. So, I mean, maybe that went a little too far. But in general, yeah. I think it just looks it, – it's better. It looks yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I would yeah. always rather show off my legs than my – Yeah. I like legs, a v-neck, and arms covered. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, how about any recs or advice for starting a podcast? So – I think definitely do your research. Make sure that the name isn't already taken. Sure. Learn from Um, our mistake. What else? I think buying the right equipment is important. I always tell people, and I have a post about how to start a podcast on my blog, but um, and it has all of our equipment linked. But I think that a lot of people, everyone's setups can be really different, but having that little recorder thing that we use that you plug the mics into, I think makes a really big difference in the audio quality because we just record out of my living room. Yeah, I think, yeah, I definitely think having equipment, whether you have our equipment, whether you have different equipment, makes a big difference. I can't stand listening to podcasts where the sound quality is bad. Like, I will turn it off. Yeah. And I don't know that ours is, like, the most professional quality, but, like, it's middle of the road to good. Yeah, I agree. For sure. So I think that's one. Um, I think, okay, I will say two things that kind of contradict each other. So one is that I think you should just do it. Um, we have some friends who are influencers who have like <laughs> been waiting to like get an agency, yeah, like, like get a deal get a with deal. a network or like yeah, do something. And I'm like, kind of just start it. Yeah, we don't have a network or like anyone helping us. It's just us, right? And well, I think also we were bad at the beginning. Like really, we've bad. learned a lot by doing it. I thought our first episode was so good when we put that out. And I listened and I was like, oh, shit, like we're bad. So I think on the one hand, just do it. Mm -hmm. But I think on the other hand, and this is probably more for people who don't already have a following, is be realistic about what you expect. Mm -hmm. Because like we have been doing this for a year and a half. Yeah. Which feels really long and really short at the same time. I will be fully transparent. We have not paid ourselves yet. Yeah. We're going to. We're going to. But it's like, but like, we're not making tons of money. It's less than I make from a sponsored blog post. And that's fine. Like, I love what we do. And I'm having so much fun with it. It's not about the money, though. Yeah. And and like, I can see a future. But I mean, be patient with money. Be patient with followers. Mm-hmm. Like, I think things take time. Because you always see these overnight successes. And you're like, oh, my God. How cool. Like, there are all these rocket ships. And, you know, you've... And I think people even think that about us, that like 
Oh, because people say to me all the time, they're like, oh, are you still going to blog? Like, you have this podcast. And I'm like, I'd be bankrupt if I relied on the podcast. But it's funny because it's like the amount of listeners is like the equivalencies of like listeners to dollars on the podcast is really different than on your blog. Yes. But it's so much more shopping focused on the blog. Like I can, I charge a lot of money, but I also can back that up with the numbers. Yeah. It's different. So I don't know. I guess, I guess that would be my advice. Any other advice? I think the patience is a really good one. I think um, it's really important to get, get yourself out there. Like I've made networking much more of a priority since starting the podcast because it's so important to be getting yourself on other podcasts and it's important to also bring guests on because that helps you to grow. Um, I miscategorized this question, but I still want to answer it. Is that okay? Yeah. I, I did the outline and I, oh, yeah, I don't know. I, see it. I, see, I accidentally I see it. put this one. It's not the about the place. podcast. Not about the podcast, but I thought this is a good question. Best thing that you purchased in your 20s that you still use and worst thing? Um, I would say it's the designer stuff that I've saved and saved for my Burberry trench coat and my St. Laurent tribute sandals. I still have both of those things. Like not, I'm 37. So this is like, these are, these have st- stood the test of time. The things that are the worst are like all of the slutty dresses I bought to impress my boyfriend because he liked me to wear like tight clothes and I was uncomfortable in them. Um, I would say my best one is I bought a really expensive coffee maker. It is on oh. its last legs right now, yeah. but it's lasted me at least five years. Yeah. Really expensive coffee maker. So then I save money drinking coffee at home and it's good coffee. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I feel that way about my Nespresso, but I've had my Nespresso for five years and that so that was... I was 32 when I got it. Oh, I bought mine in my 20s. Well, you're only 32. So you have like, I have to think of things that have lasted me like eight or nine years. It's true. Worst things? I can't think of one. I mean, I think anything trendy that you buy fashion wise. Yeah. If you really love it and you have the money, great. But like those things don't stay current. So not wearing any of those anymore. All the under $100 things from the Nordstrom Jr. section that I bought because I thought that they would sell well on the blog. Like, no. All, yeah. Like, I, I don't do that anymore because it's just a waste of money. Back to the podcast. Back to the podcast. Last question before we do our obsessions and all of our other good stuff. I liked this question. Where is the pod going? Do you see it being less books and more lifestyle? Um, I see it staying content wise schedule wise staying the same staying the same we will always have a monthly book club Mm -hmm. we'll always talk about books in every episode yeah we'll always talk about books in every episode i think um we're even going a little more into books where we just had robin leon and we're Mm -hmm. talking to some other authors to do trying to get more authors bonus episodes with us so same to more on books but i think we enjoy The The interviews interviews. and the Just Us episodes. I think it's also like, so I've talked about this on my blog and I don't know if I said it on the podcast. I was like super over the podcast, like around November. And it was be, it was because we had to outline two books a month. It took the pleasure out of reading. It was like a lot goes into the prep part of the podcast. And I found that it's really hard to find two books that we really both love and have and can also have a great discussion around because there's books that you love and the conversation is just like, yeah, I loved it. That was wonderful. Um, 
So the outlining part, it's a lot of work. So I'd frankly, I think it's more interesting and more fun to do one book a month that we think is amazing that we've pre-vetted. We usually try and read the book ahead. We almost always do because we've learned we've learned that lesson. There. Like listen to your heart. <laughs> oh my God, worst book ever. Um, and I think I really like this strat this strategy, this schedule that we've gotten on where we we bring on two guests a month and we do a book club a month and then the rest of the episodes are just the two of us talking. Yeah. Where do you see the pod going in a more macro sense? Um, I think that we're going to try and do two tours a year, you know, hit like eight or nine cities during each tour. And um, I hope to keep growing it. I hope to keep growing our audience. And um, I would like us to, I want us to be podcast sensations. Same. (laughs) Um, it's never like, I like kind of, we need to be better about celebrating the successes. Like Becca did raise a point the other day. She's like, we've tripled our downloads since January, which is so cool. Like, so more of you are listening. I get so bogged down. I'm like, why aren't we bigger? Um, but we've really grown a lot this year, which has been so exciting to see. So I want us just to keep growing and kind of doing more of what we're doing, but just doing it better every time. Yeah. And more live shows because they're so fun. But not too many. Not too many. Yeah. Because I realize that people, some people live in cities and places that will never go. And it's probably, yeah, kind of want, want to hear about it. Yeah. But well, all, the pod itself will always be priority. Yes. the the Exactly. Like people often ask why we don't record the live shows. And the simple answer is that the audio quality would be terrible. And also we can be a little bit more like rowdy but we'll always have a new episode every wednesday yep always so i want to talk about our obsessions but real quick let's take a sponsor break yes let's do it grace did you know that july marks our four-year anniversary of using lola tampons i think we're lifers now i think we are so you guys have definitely heard us talk about this brand before. We're major, major fans of Lola. Becca used to run their digital marketing there, and I was one of their earliest fans. She got me hooked from day one. So if you don't know, Lola is a women's health brand that mm-hmm. offers tampons, pads, and liners made with 100% organic cotton. What you might not know is that the FDA doesn't require tampon brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products. So most of them don't. But Lola does. Ugh. So major brands, like, it's just, I think it's so scary. And I didn't even, like, pay any attention to this prior to Lola launching. But they use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their process, in their products, including rayon and polyester. Their feminine care products may also be treated with, this is the scariest part, with harsh chemical cleansing agents, fragrance, and dyes. That's pretty gross. I mean, the average woman uses 10,000 tampons across her lifetime. So I think it's a big deal to know what's in them and to use natural ingredients. Yes. Another great thing is that Lola has a customizable subscription so that you get exactly what you need, exactly when you need it. I don't have to remember to buy products because they just automatically show up at my door. And I like to get mine every other month because I don't go through a whole box every month. You can also change your order or skip a month whenever you want. So it's just super easy. I also recently added wipes to my order, and they're supposed to be vagina wipes, but I like to use them post-workout or when I'm going somewhere because it's like the armpit of New York time, and you take the subway and you arrive super sweaty. They're right for the plane, too. Yeah, I love to have a wipe on hand. I'm really into them. Yeah. So 
We have a treat for you as always. For 40% off all subscriptions, visit mylola.com and enter code BOP at checkout. So again, that's mylola.com, enter code BOP and get 40% off. Let's talk about some other stuff. Yeah. Grace, what are you obsessed with? Mine this week is a good one. Um, So I've been really struggling with sunscreen. I've definitely talked about that here because mineral sunscreen turns you white and there's just so many scary, scary chemicals in traditional sunscreen. Like I've just been reading about endocrine disruptors and just like it's it's not good. So I really like Beauty Counter's tinted sunscreen. There's two tints. There's like the lighter one, which is perfect when I don't have a spray tan. And then there's the deeper one, which is great if I do have a spray tan. So it just it's nice. It doesn't turn you white, which <laughs> I can – yeah, I'm not a mineral scary. sunscreen yeah. fan. Yeah, I wasn't either until I started reading a lot of scary articles, mm. which is not good. I yeah. know. Yeah. Why Like, why is everything bad for you? <laughs> I know. Yeah. It, yeah. What are you obsessed with? I need to know about this because I saw it. I oh, like, yeah. I'm that? a bad friend. I should have gotten you one. So I just bought myself a keychain this morning. Today. You did get me coffee today. Um, I just bought myself this keychain on Etsy this morning because I used to have this keychain that I got when we were in Sayulita last year, but it got real mangy yeah. in my purse. And um, a lot of times, especially for work, when I have to carry my laptop, I carry a big tote and my keys get like lost in the bottom. So I love having a keychain. Yeah. So I was searching online this morning to find a cute keychain. It started because I was looking at the anthro sale. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe they would have one. And they didn't. And then I kind of just continued outward in the internet. I got this cute keychain on Etsy. It's custom. Oh, that's so cute. It's so cute. So it says your name in like rainbow letters and then it has a tassel. That's very cute. I know. I thought it was so cute. So I I just bought this for myself. I want to get one that says BOP. Oh, that would be so cute. Or the stripe. I think the stripe might be too many characters. No, you can do the stripe because there were some that were like three initials loves three initials. I'll send you the link. I want that. I'll put it on my story when this goes I'm live, too. I'm sad that you didn't give it to me. I know. Bad friend. I Bad know. friend. I but just, it's really I just gave you a $200 face serum. You did. You can't even buy me a $5 keychain. Yours was free. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding around. Um, but I'm going to get that keychain. It's great. It's real cute. Yeah. Tell me what you're obsessed with on Instagram. Um, mine is a Instagram called Animal Haven. So I was with um, Julia, who works at Beauty Blender, and she was telling me how she volunteers at this animal shelter called Animal Haven. It's in Soho, and the dogs are so cute. They have a great Instagram, and I just like – it's making me want a dog even more, which I know we agreed I would not get a dog, but I want one. You Go hang out with a dog that doesn't have a home. Yeah, that's what I should do. Maybe yeah. I'll become a dog walker. That'd be fun. Yeah. It's going to be like – it's great. It's like burns calories. It is exercise. It is spending time with dogs, but not owning one. This maybe it, it should be my July plan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't have an Instagram obsession. My Instagram obsession this week is paring down my Instagram. Yeah, I did it probably six months ago, and then I got below five following five hundred people, and then it like crept back up. I so, follow too many people. I just have a lot of people on mute. Uh, I I don't like to follow that many people because I feel pressure to just keep scrolling. Yeah. So I haven't followed anyone this week. I did a purge last week. Feeling good about it. Great. Can I talk to you about the books I've been reading? Yes, please do. I have some thoughts. I know you do. I know your thoughts. We've already, this is the part, like, we've talked about some of these thoughts. In real life. Yeah. 
but I'm not gonna, on the podcast. You're going to listen to them again. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first thing I read was Very Nice by Marcy Germanski. And this book was recommended by Mary Laura Philpott at our live show. And she described it and it sounded so good that I stole it from her like a savage. I was yeah. like, oh, can I keep this? I um, wanted it. Which is I a wanted, very rude thing. That was the book that I wanted to steal from her. We stole, I stole another book from her. So basically, sorry, Mary Laura. Yeah, sorry. So the premise is basically a college sophomore uh, has sex with her English professor. And he comes to stay for the summer at her mom's house in Connecticut. And then he starts having an affair with the mom as well. And it's written from multiple points of view. Um, and there's all these kind of like characters that you don't think are going to be interconnected, but end up being interconnected. So I really loved the premise. It didn't do it for me. Oh, I'm so bummed. There was a weird, there were two things. So that one is like, it got a little too far off the, off the rails. Yeah. Didn't love it. And the writer also had a very weird tick in the way she wrote where she didn't use contractions in dialogue Mm. and so everything just felt a little stilted yeah which i think was a stylistic choice because there were contractions at other places in the book yeah and usually i can get through weird writing things like in um normal people when people were like it killed me when it didn't have quotation marks i was like oh i didn't care so um yeah this one ended up only being like so so for me which was disappointing yeah but then I started How Could She by Laura Lauren Meckling, which is a book you read last week. Yes. And I loved it. I'm so glad you loved it as much as I did. Because I was like, is Becca going to like this? Yes. It was like a five-star read it's for me. so good. So Grace told the plot last time, so I won't go too deep into it. But basically, this is the one about three friends. One of them lives in Toronto and thinks all of her, her two best friends' lives in New York are so glamorous. So she moves to New York. Um and what the book is about is, is I mean, partly it's a really good, accurate depiction of living in your 30s in New York. Like, I was like, oh, I know who these women are. I, yeah. I like, get this very deeply. Um, but it's also about the politics of their friendship. And they've all been friends for over a decade. Yeah. And um, two of them don't really like each other. And then all of these, like, stored up grievances. And I don't know that it was a very flattering portrayal of friendship, but, like, oh, my God. Like, it was it was really well done. It was really well done. The character development. I felt like I knew them. Oh, like, yeah. I felt like there were three people that I really knew, like, inside and out. Yeah. Oh, I really liked this yeah. one. I loved it. That's, what, a, that's a great one. Tell me what you read or what you finished rather i haven't finished it yet i've Great, been savoring it give it to me no i'm not giving it to you unless you like make sure you give it back to me it's called it's i was reading it last week save me the plums by ruth i don't know how to say her last name it's reichel or reich um r-e-i-c-h-l this is the memoir of the former editor the editor-in-chief of gourmet magazine and so as a foodie who always dreamed of working in magazines it's wonderful i mean it takes you into like you know sign new houses birthday party what that was like and you know you you get to get to know like all of these amazing famous chefs and she's such an amazing writer the book the content itself is is so interesting i love it i love it so much i'm probably going to finish it tonight and i'm going to be really sad when i'm done reading well if you're not going to share it with me i'm ordering it myself <laughs> i'm i want it you've sold it too well yeah you can borrow it 
No, I'm going to wear my own. It to you. Okay. It's one of those books that you like so much that you want to have it on your shelf afterwards. And I can't say that about most books I read. Well, I'm going to have my own now. Well, you have a big bookshelf to fill when you do your apartment. I do. Yeah. I do. So I think that's what we've got for you. Yeah. If you would like more of us, come hang out on the internet. Yeah. Second reminder that we have a big giveaway going on on our Instagram this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so follow us at Bad on Paper Podcast. Yes. Join our Facebook group. I'm on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman. I'm at Grace Atwood and my blog is thestripe.com. And we'll see you next week when we have Lauren Duca as our guest, which I'm so excited oh for. Oh my God. I can't wait. She is so fun. Yay. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.